For those of you listening in for the first time or are new to the She Sells 2 network, we are Jenny and Ellen and we started She Sells 2 to empower women in sales. In this cross-Atlantic podcast with Ellen in Dublin and Jenny in Toronto, we're looking to empower women out there in sales to be their absolute best. In this podcast, we'll be sharing stories, tips and tricks, best practices, and the learnings we're getting along the way. Hi, everyone. In this episode, I meet with Taylor Gibson, BDR manager over in our Denver office at Slack. Taylor shares her story on how she ended up in sales, differences between selling in North America and Europe, and how she went from working as a producer for NBC to managing a sales team at Slack. Listen in and hope you enjoy. And as always, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and LinkedIn. Hi, everyone. It's time for our second podcast episode from North America. And we're so lucky to have Taylor Gibson here with us today. Uh, Taylor is based in our Denver office at Slack, and she is currently working as the BDR manager for the amazing and fast-growing team we have over there. So welcome, Taylor. Hey, guys. Excited to be here and uh, talk talk to you today. It's awesome. So... I I did some research on you, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but you have a very diverse diverse background, starting off your career after university, landing a job as an associate producer for NBC, and then shortly after that, entering the world of sales uh, as an SDR at Event Base in Vancouver. Uh, would you mind just talking us through that process and that part of your life? Yeah, absolutely. Going into university, I had uh, aspirations of being a journalist and following in the steps of sportscasters, female sportscasters like Erin Andrews and Samantha Ponders. And um, in university, I was very much focused on um, trying to work towards a role in um, live production, broadcasting at, um, you know, potentially an ESPN. But I really wanted to get on camera and do sports commentary. And so at the time, I was really focused on um, trying to get internships and to kind of build my brand and, and build a career around um, journalism and broadcasting. And so right out of university, I um, landed a job at NBC following an internship that I had with them, which was fantastic. It was uh, right downtown in the heart of Houston, and I was getting the ability to get exposure to some really fantastic individuals in the business. Um, and so, uh, you know, in, being at NBC was a really great experience. Uh, right off the bat, though, I didn't get the opportunity to do sports. I started off in news. And so what I quickly learned was, you know, news is uh, is very different than, uh, you know, what the outside world perceives it to be. Yeah. Covering news events in Houston was um, just you know, not necessarily the, the type of uh, exposure to uh, I guess the world of journalism that I was looking to do. I I did a lot of um, writing for live newscasts, uh, covering different stories happening across the city. Um, And in doing that, just all all of the writing and getting exposure to these different groups, I kind of quickly learned that what gives me energy is um, more so talking to people, you know, things that are impacting the world in a positive way, as opposed to covering news events that are, are happening in the heart of downtown Houston. As I was working for NBC every single year um, in in Texas, uh, in Austin, Texas, actually, there's an event called South by Southwest. Uh, And I had noticed that 
um, a Canadian company, uh, Eventbase, was one of the um, the tech companies that were being highlighted at the event. And given they were from my hometown, I, I did some research and noticed that uh, they actually built the app for South by Southwest. And so um, at NBC, I was tasked to actually go down and cover the event. But during my time there, I actually reached out to Eventbase and, and wanted to learn a little bit more about the cool work that they were doing in Vancouver. And so wow. in going down to Austin, yeah, and so going down to Austin, I got the chance to meet with the team and interview with them. and. We just had a really fantastic conversation. I was so inspired by some of the things that they were doing and, and especially being at an event like South by Southwest, it was just so exciting to see all of these different tech companies and initiatives that were tech forward um, with the focus of impacting the world in a positive way. So that opportunity came up and uh, I was at a place in my life where I wanted to continue to explore, continue to learn. So I decided to move back to Vancouver to actually work for Eventbase. Wow, that's a that's an amazing story. It's a uh, yeah, because like I, it feels like you were going from being a producer to or like those aspirations to just like jumping right into a sales role. And I believe you were an SDR. That was your first sales role. Yes, yeah. that was my first uh, first gig in sales. Okay, and and what was it that they communicated with you that made you so excited about going into sales instead of the production line? Yeah, I think the ability to, uh, well, first off, Eventbase uh, builds mobile event apps for premium events across the world. So they partner with um, large customers like IBM, SAP, and um, other organizations that have events like Sundance Film Festival, New York Film Festival, and they work closely with the events team uh, associated to those organizations to build out an event app. And so in talking to them and just learning about what they did, it was just super exciting to see like the individuals that they got to connect with on a daily basis, um, as well as um, just learning about the technology. It was just super interesting. And, um, you know, for me, like working in a newsroom behind the scenes, doing a lot of writing versus like getting out in the field and having conversations with event marketers and learning about the exciting events that were happening across the globe. It just seemed a little bit more exciting than yeah. um, potentially sitting behind a desk all day and, and, and doing writing. And so I was really enticed. I was young and impressionable. And um, the idea around working for a company that was kind of leading the industry in event tech technology uh, was something that was really exciting as well. That's really cool. And I do think a lot of us out there that work in sales, um, one of the things that really incentivize us to go into sales is that part that you mentioned that we just love talking to people we want something to happen we don't want to sit behind documents and read text or it's most often like the the people approach that we that catches us and makes us want to work in sales um so going into your first sales role was it what you imagined yeah well so it's so it's so funny because in working for nbc um, when I was doing my internship, I was doing a ton of interviewing, which I'm innately curious. So it was just, you know, one of the best things that I'd ever done with getting to talk to people and doing those interviews. And so when I went into sales, I didn't actually realize that how how much um, that skill set uh, correlates to being a good salesperson, just being really curious and um, asking the right questions to just try to understand the person that you're talking to. Yeah. And getting into that role, um, as an SDR, I was tasked at you know calling into these large organizations, understanding um, challenges that they had with their current 
uh, event strategy and trying to figure out if there's a world where we could potentially partner together to add value to their existing strategy. So it, it wasn't necessarily what I, I thought it would be. I, I actually, it ended up being a lot better than what I thought it would be, to be completely honest. But yeah, one of the, the big things that was surprising to me was just like the correlation and, and how natural it was. That's awesome. Yeah, I like that a lot. And just knowing that your previous event role at uh, event base required a lot of traveling in Europe, and I think you and I spoke about this before, but you even moved to Europe for a while, didn't you? Yeah, so originally I, I started at the office in, in Vancouver working at Eventbase um, as an SDR and I got the chance to work under some really fantastic individuals and um, Jeff Sinclair, the, the CEO of the company, was just such a good mentor to me and I learned so much from him as well as the other sales professionals. Uh, and you know, in, in being an SDR, you get exposure to all these different folks um, that are sales professionals and, and you get to learn a lot. So during that year, I really like put my head down, got to work, learned as much as I can. And then after the, the first year, I got promoted to an AE role and I got asked if I wanted to actually move to EMEA to help support that market and, and be on the ground to help uh, build out relationships over uh, over in the UK. So uh, it was a no brainer um, wow. and such a great opportunity. So I decided to, to make the move and go over to EMEA to work for EventBase as an account executive. That's so cool. And I, I know uh, following that, I know that we've spoken to um, to a couple of people that moved the other direction uh, and we've had them on the, the show here as well. And one thing that they said was the biggest culture difference between moving from the UK to Toronto or North America uh, is like something with like the example they gave was that they describe it as here you need a positivity sandwich. I don't know if you've heard of that, but mm-hmm. uh, so I was wondering the same thing for you. Like, was there a big difference selling in in Europe versus it is in North America? And could you point out any like specific differences? Yeah. So I, for me specifically, what I noticed was just uh, there was a stronger emphasis on relationship building and in-person relationship building specifically in Europe. Uh, the expectation to spend a ton of time with your customers in person, not talking shop, um, was a huge differentiator. What I noticed in you know doing sales in North America, specifically in Canada with American customers, is yes, there was some some piece around relationship building and spending in person time with customers, but for the majority, um, you know, we were really focused on identifying uh, a solution to a potential business problem and, and really spent time talking about value and um, talking about the product, what have you. But in Europe, what I noticed is there was like a really different um, approach to selling and it was really relationship based. Um, and, and that was kind of like your foot into the door. It was just like either knowing someone through your network um, and having some sort of connection to a customer in order to break in and then from there building a really solid relationship in order to create trust and from there you would potentially make your pitch or um, work with them on figuring out if there was an opportunity to partner together. Yeah, that's really cool. That's a great learning as well. Um, especially like from what I've noticed um, moving over to North America, it's uh, I have an immediate advantage when I speak to a European that also moved over. <laughs> it's almost like it's like we don't even have to be from the same like Nordic region, which I am. It's just like, oh, you're from Europe. And normally in Europe, that would not be the case. You need to be from the same country or same town even to find yeah. that. Um, so that's a huge, huge advantage 
maybe for you as well, moving back to North America at a later stage as well, just knowing mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the time I was in my early 20s and just figuring out how to kind of show up in a professional setting. So it was a really good opportunity to kind of um, figure out my identity in the sales world as a woman. So really fantastic opportunity, got the chance to uh, get exposed to um, relationship building um, as a really young adult in comparison to, uh, to you know, building out, being an SDR in, in Canada and um, potentially not getting in-person time with customers as much. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then after event base, you ended up with Slack. Yes. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that transition and uh, moving back and how that was. Yeah. So I was in Europe for almost a year. I was at, well, I was in London actually, and um, I really enjoyed my role, but I was traveling so much so that I didn't get to enjoy it the way that I had initially imagined. I was working a ton and um, really craving work-life balance and also really craving um coming back home to Vancouver. And so Slack uh, hit my radar in connection to uh, a few friends that I had that were working there in the Vancouver office. And they had mentioned that they were hiring for salespeople. I got connected with the hiring manager, started interviewing and the rest was history. Uh, so it kind of just like pleasantly presented itself as an opportunity for me, which was, you know, looking back, I was just so fortunate uh, to have the opportunity to get in at Slack so early on. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. And also just how you've done at Slack is just so inspiring for myself uh, and hopefully something that I can do a similar journey one day because since you joined Slack, you've been promoted three times in less mm-hmm. than two years or t- two times in less than three years. So that's mm-hmm. the way. Yeah. So what do you think has been like the key to your success there? Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> I think... <laughs> You know, I think timing has a little bit to do with it. Uh, timing, hard work, and just like being a sponge, learning as much as you can, and having a positive attitude while you're going through, you know, while you're while you're going through your career. For me, coming in at Slack so early on and and uh, watching it change so much as it as it has, uh, I really tried to um, take a step back and just be positive about the change, learn as much as I can and just work really hard. I think hard work and attitude is so important. And so, you know, given those those three things, I, I think I was like very fortunate and um, was able to, to be really successful. That's amazing. And then from what I understand, you went from being an account executive and then you worked as a senior account executive and now you're managing the BDR mm-hmm. team over in Denver. What is the biggest difference between working as an account executive and managing your own team? Like just in the tasks you do yeah. every day or, yeah. The biggest the biggest thing that I, or the biggest thing I noticed immediately right off the bat was just, um, you know, as an account executive, you have a lot of autonomy and freedom and you create your own schedule and you own your schedule. Yeah. But when you're a manager, all of a sudden, you know, you don't own your schedule. Your your time is dictated based off your team, and it's a really great thing. But it, it's it's a it's a change for sure. Yeah. Um. So that's that's one of the the things that I think uh, was what I noticed right off the bat. Interesting. Yeah. And that that is also one of my favorite things of working in sales. And I I speak to a lot of people, and I noticed uh, a lot of salespeople that I think a normal 
trajectory in like career when you're in sales is like, oh, you want to be a, man- a manager as soon as possible. Uh, but some people just don't because they get to keep that entrepreneurial, like setting up your own schedule and working, you know, planning your weeks the way you want to. Uh, and I get that that is like one of those parts where it's like when you can't do that anymore, it's obviously a very big difference. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so just a pure curiosity there, like when you started your role as an SDR and now you, you worked in sales for quite a while, um, why do you think that some women avoid going into a pure sales role as an SDR, for example? Yeah, I mean, first off, I think sales gets a really bad rep for some reason. A lot of people that I that I speak to who aren't in sales and aren't in tech, um, you know, they, they think it's a male-dominated industry, which for the most part, it, I, I suppose it is today. Um, but they think, you know, that you have to be extremely competitive and um, you have to be pushy and that it's a cutthroat environment and, and what have you. But, uh, you know, in reality, I think that it really depends on the company you're at and the type of sales that you're doing, um, as well as your approach. I mean, here at Slack, and this is one of the reasons why Slack is so great, we take a really personable approach and empathetic approach, which empathy is one of the the values that our company holds, which is so great, but we really care about our customers and and we really care about identifying how Slack can add value and um, increase efficiency for their business. And I think that that holds true to the conversations we have and um, just our approach. So for the most part, I think people, uh, you know, just assume that sales is the traditional like sales motion. However, I think today in, in the world that we live in, it's evolved quite a lot. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more uh, with all that you just said. Um, and with that as well, um, what uh, what has been your absolute favorite part of working in sales? Ooh, it goes back to um, you know, it, it kind of goes back to like the correlation between sales and, and journalism or my time at NBC and transition to event based, just the relationship building aspect. I love um, meeting new people. I love getting to know um, new people as well and just being innately curious, uh, being comfortable asking questions and, and kind of um, having consistent conversations with folks. Uh, so uh, relationship building is absolutely hands down my favorite part about sales. That's awesome. And just to counterpart that as well, like, cause I, um, we recently recorded a, a, a episode about why we started She Sells 2. And one of the, my topics and why I started She Sells 2 was because I, when I just started in the role, I actually avoided telling people that I was working in sales. Um, and a lot more to come on that. But I was wondering if you've ever done or been in the same situation at the beginning of your career in sales where you were just, avoiding people to avoided telling people that you were in sales because it had such a bad rep and if so what was the cause of that oh wow that's so interesting i've i've never felt compelled to say that i wasn't in sales um i've i've always been um whenever i think about my role and my occupation i i kind of think about the company and I identify more so with the company than my actual role and, and the mission of the company and the, the vision behind what it is that we're set to do. So I've never actually experienced that, but I, I can definitely relate. I mean, I know there's been times in the past where I say sales and I get this like weird icky look um, and I'm like, what, is, what does that mean? They're like, oh, sales, like, you know, sales. And I, I think that, you know, most of the time it's just due to ignorance. So people thinking that um, sales is different 
different than what it actually is and identifying sales with like the idea of like a, a car used car salesman or something like that when yeah. in reality sales today is much more consultative um and it, it's much more based around identifying um a challenge and then being solution oriented and figuring out like how we might be able to add value to that particular person. I completely agree. And it comes down to what you said as well about like finding the actual pain for the customer and if your product suits them or and their needs or not. And like, yeah, it's a it's it's a very interesting process for me as well. And now when I'm very out there about like talking about that and representing women in sales and sharing their stories, it's more of like a full on pride thing about like trying to change this perceived image image, as you just said. So I, I really like that you never had that and that you never really like, um, yeah, uh, covered that up the way I did in the beginning. Um, so that's awesome to hear. And um, now when you're currently managing your own BDR team in, in the Slack Denver office there, have you ever noticed any differences between like how women in your team sell versus how men in your team sell? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I, I, I haven't necessarily like experienced the differences. I think, um, you know, people are, are people, but uh, I definitely think in general, not thinking about my team, but just in my experience with other folks in sales, like specifically like my peers, um, you know, one theme that I think we've all struggled with, and I know myself I've struggled with, is like executive presence sometimes as a woman when you're going to pitch um, with in front of a bunch of customers and majority of those customers are like middle-aged men. It's like, how do you create an environment where you know, you're know you being taken seriously and you're credible? And I think executive presence is always something that's top of mind with women. And so when I think about my peers, I know it's been a theme of, uh, of ours just talking about how do we be really intentional and in how we show up and how do we create credibility with this group, knowing that there, there could be some folks in the audience who are um, perceiving us to be less credible because we are women. Yeah. That's a really good point. And um, a follow-up question on that, it's um, have you ever experienced a difference when you worked in England? Um, did you ever, was there, was, <laughs> so what I'm trying to ask is, what did you see that there was more like middle-aged men working and having like in, the, in North America versus is in Europe? Or was it a similar number and like this same situation as you described there? It's funny because um, at event based in Europe, I was working in the event marketing industry. So actually that's a, an industry that's pretty female dominated, right? Um, however, like the CMO or, or marketing leaders that the events team rolled up to would usually be a male decision maker in some capacity. Okay. Um, but that time in my career, I think that I was pretty ignorant to kind of the stigma around women in the workplace or women in sales. Um, when I moved back to North America and I started managing territory in Chicago, for example, um, I became more aware of it selling into a lot of financial services, which was again, a male dominated industry. Wow. Yeah. And what has been the biggest challenge in your career when you describe situations like that, for example, like has that been a challenge or is there anything else that has been like a big challenge with being a woman in sales? Yeah, I think um, and it kind of goes back to like that executive presence presence piece. Like for me, my it, it hasn't necessarily been a huge challenge, but it's just something that I'm always very mindful of is yeah. like 
how do I show up in a way that is really credible? And um, how do I have really strong executive presence knowing that the group that I'm communicating to, um, you know, are a group of males and they have a, a little bit of a different culture than potentially the culture that we're used to here at Slack. I agree. And it's, um, it's good just to have and being a manager in that position where you are aware of what your like reps will meet on a day to day as well. Um, and just knowing that sometimes the situation is more like that and you might lose credibility because you're a woman in this profession. But at the same time, if you show up and you have your knowledge and you're studied, then you can still gain that trust from the customer, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, just a final question there. Um, what do you think would be like a key to getting more women into sales? I think it, it comes down to, um, like, I think women in sales, we have a bad uh, rep right now, or like we don't have appropriate PR. So for me, I, I think it's just like more things like this, like having a She Sells 2 podcast and talking about it and having more events, networking with each other, leaning on each other, creating more community around it. I think that um, the more we can talk to each other and the more that we can share the good word of, you know, women in sales, like the reasons why it's actually really powerful and like the great things that we're doing for some of these large companies, um, you know, the more that we kind of break that stigma and uh, we get rid of that ignorance. So. I think it just has to, it comes down to more community, more networking, more conversations like this. I love that. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time for for the episode today. It's really nice to have you on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And um, this is great. I I love the idea of um, coming together and having conversations like this. And um, it's exciting to see. So good for you for uh, creating the podcast. Thank you.